This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples 1-inch 3-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25. And two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9-1-18, limit 30. Love Talk Hey guys, it's Thursday night, it's podcast night, welcome back and let's get straight on to the show. If you'd like to call us, the number is 347-326-9461. You can also tweet us using the hashtag poundfinsider or join the discussion on the Finsiders thread. Let's go ahead and welcome in my co-host Keith. Party on, Keith. Yeah, right. Party on. <laughs> and of course, the show's producer James. How are you, James? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, you're not sounding too good tonight. You, 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 I'm a little, you flying wounded tonight. A little bit. Uh, are you going to no, give I us like a? Uh, are you going to give us a Jordan moment? You're got the flu, but you're going to come in and give us like 800 points. Actually, uh, it was the what 38, 39 points. Um, I like it, but we should set something up for James is like the grumpy producer just comes in and yells at us all the time. He's just so disgusted <laughs> with how we are on the air. <laughs> oh, not again. Dude, you and that train. I know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I live in train country. Believe it, I'm off hand running away from this thing right now. So, uh, if you guys can't tell as you're listening in, we've reached the doldrums of the off-season. <laughs> <laughs> where who knows what we're going to talk about every week because there's not a whole lot out there right now. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, it's like a mixed bag of who cares. But yeah, pretty much. Well, I I mean the things are gonna come up. I mean the wake sign was huge. I mean we'll talk about yeah. that and everything. I mean you're gonna have like little little nuggets here and there, but for the most part it's it's pretty much like pulling teeth. Guys, feel free to call in. I mean, right now I've got a few topics to talk about, but it's your guys' show. Call in. Let us know what you want to talk about tonight. Um, first thing up that I've got is I was kind of surprised by those uh, approval ratings that I did on the site this week. I didn't get to um, see them. The final, the final tally came out as Stephen Ross had a 55% approval, Jeff Ireland had a 65% approval, and Joe Philbin was at 83%. Say again? I can't believe Ireland got 65%. Yeah, exactly. I I thought he'd be higher than before the draft if we had done one before the draft, but I would not have said he'd get up into 65%. What do you think he would have been at prior to taking Tannehill and uh, Lamar Miller and all those guys? Probably 35 to 45, somewhere in there. Yeah, that seems about right. 30 is pretty good. But I, I, I was surprised that he was second and that uh, that Stephen Ross was last. Well, it's, I mean, if you think about it, of, of the three at this point, Ross is, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the, the least important, you know, because, I mean, now that you've got these guys together, I mean, yeah. aside from Ross's money, I mean, it sounds like Ireland went out and got him what he wanted and got him his quarterback, got him his, his hot shot running back. There's speed of plenty on the field. I mean, the team is pretty close to being built the way that Stephen Ross is, that he wants his team built. Yep. Um, the Earl on the, on the site says that uh, Ireland would have been at 15%. Wow. Um, he also he also does have another good point. You guys uh, heard the fun of the uh, referee uh, union and the labor dispute they may be getting ready to have with the NFL. Yeah, I just thought about this this morning. <laughs> so basically, the NFL is already starting to look at replacement refs. Oh, good Lord. That's how bad this situation could be. You should still get the WWE you rep. What is the course of action here? I, I think the, the issue is how does the NFL talk all about uh, player safety and then get refs that aren't the top refs in the game? You're going to have player safety issues. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a good point to that. I mean, we all complain about the officiating. Mean, I'm still not over that Pittsburgh game from yeah. a, year and a year and a half ago. So, I mean, like, I can think of just plenty of times where refs have just blown games. And, I mean, I, I was happy with the Giants' end result, obviously beating down New England in the Super Bowl. But you, know, you can make the case that there was a, a really critical call that was missed late in that in uh that NFC championship game where I forget it might have been a mod Bradshaw, somebody fumbled and they whistled it down. Yeah, I, mean, I think that, you're right. I think it was Bradshaw. 
Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a game where I mean, granted, hard for me to complain with with what all of that turned into. But I mean, if, imagine if that happened to us. If we're in the AFC Championship game, we get somebody to fumble late. It, we would have been beside ourselves. Yeah, we would have been like you know like little monkeys running around like throwing our crap everywhere. Well, we so, do that anyway. Well, I do, but. So we would we would have gone nuts over that. So yeah, I, week in and week out, I see instances where I feel like the officiating is not getting it done, and I don't expect it to be perfect, but I expect it to be consistent. But yeah, exactly. Uh, I can understand uh, human error, but yeah, if you're not going to be consistent, then it's going to be horrible. Oh, uh, but. That call in uh, at Lambeau, that that one where uh, that guy clearly uh, the Giants and Packers uh, playoff game last year. I mean, if if Green Bay has a better game, I mean they could have they could have built off that that play could have changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> Daytona Dolphin asks uh, why you have to bring bacon into this. Talking about uh-huh. monkeys running around throwing uh-huh. all their stuff. I already knew what you're talking about as soon as you said <laughs> We got a proof of life update. I saw him posting on Facebook earlier this week. Wow. I know he's alive. Wow. I saw um, – okay, well, since since I'm going to bring this up in this way, uh, I may as well ask why bother. But um, I have proof of life of Oscar. I saw him posting over on Armando's blog uh, yesterday. <laughs> proof of life. Uh, who? I know, I know, James, that's your buddy. Yeah, we're we're quite tight. <laughs> oh, Oscar. Okay, I got yeah. it. Or, or as everyone calls him, Ozark. Ozark. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then uh, we had our fun guy yesterday. Um, fin fact. My God. Oh, that was painful. <laughs> yeah, James, James uh, it wasn't that, that It wasn't that painful for me. <laughs> <laughs> it required getting well, the fan. It, it it was uh it was three days of me watching that guy before he crossed the line. <laughs> so uh, it's funny when you can just watch somebody post and know okay this guy's gonna hit that hit that uh over the top line. Uh, uh, kind of like kind of like Brian does, but since he's not in the uh, in the thread right now, I guess I can't really talk about him. Yeah, how do we call He's like the one person who's never called in. I think he doesn't like us. I think that's what it is. Or he's self-conscious of his voice. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I think I think it's Miss Finhead won't won't allow him to use the phone. It could be that right. too. Could be. Um. So we're uh, we're we're watching everything on TV and. I don't understand it, but it seems like all of the – well, not all of the talking heads, but a good chunk of the talking heads, which seem to be the guys that weren't ever players or were star players. Those are the two spectrums that seem to be on this. Talking about how the NFL, because of all this concussion stuff and the junior Seau, uh suicide and all that stuff, that – the NFL could very quickly find itself in the next 20 years losing its 
place as the top sport in America, losing its identity, becoming boxing. Who's going to beat it? I I don't know. I don't understand this. I mean, I I see what they're trying to say because their concern is what about parents who won't let their kids play? So how does the NFL keep up its players if parents aren't letting kids play? But I, I think that that's looking at somewhere like Cleveland, not to single out Cleveland, but Cleveland, you know, or Buffalo. Meanwhile, you come down to Texas, you go to Florida, you go to Georgia, you go to Oklahoma, you're not getting uh, football out of the religion. I mean, this is bred into their blood down here. So I think that, yeah, you're going to see some – some parents keep kids away from football, but I don't think it's enough that the NFL is going to go away. Uh, you get you get in these small towns in, in Texas, and like you said, it's religion. There's no way people aren't going to have their kids playing football. That's never going to happen. If you guys have never been to Texas during football season, you need to come right as a school in a small town is having homecoming. The homecoming game is ridiculous because it's freaking football. Then you have all the high school girls with their mums. And if you don't know what a mum is, you I, there's no way to describe it. It's a carnation on the shirt that's like twice the size of a small car. I mean, it, it's, it's its own thing. It, Football's not going away. It, it, there's nothing that can replace it. What are we going to start watching? Are we going to go back to baseball? Kids aren't. Baseball has done a horrible job of getting kids into baseball early on in their lives. I mean, think about it when – I mean, even just Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders. They were, they were top athletes, but – and they played baseball, but they wanted football. And that's where you started to see that transition of the top athletes not being in baseball anymore, being in football. I don't think they're going to swing back to football. You're not going to see them go to uh, – or swing back to baseball, I mean. You're not going to see them go to the NBA. So they're going to still play football. I don't think a 300-pound guy is going to be out in the NBA unless he's Shaq. So – Ah, uh, yeah, or Big Baby. Yeah. For There's a certain ebb and flow to this whole situation of what, of uh, which sports are the most popular. Uh, I, I know Heat fans will take offense to this, but if somebody grew up in Chicago, uh, for me, the NBA has been missing something since if DC and Jordan retired. I mean, it's still great. I still watch basketball all the time, but there's no, the game doesn't even come close to making me feel the way it did when I was nine years old and having those great pregame introductions and listening to Marv Albert call games, you know, the John Tesh music and so on and so forth. So, and baseball has administered uh, just so many uh, self-inflicted wounds in I mean, you think about what, what baseball's been able to do over the last 20 years. I mean, they went from they go on strike, they come back, everyone hated them. 
then all of a sudden you have the Weisbaugh era, and you got people. And James and I were talking about this last night about how all of a sudden there was a time where if you got up to about 50 home runs, I mean, you were you were doing something incredible. You were doing something impressive. And now it's to the point where if you don't get up past 50 home runs, I mean, that's a that's a poor slugging season for you. Yeah. But I mean, hockey's done. Hockey has completely resurrected itself because it figured out that it should have the the original six teams competitive. People would much rather watch the the Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers, you know, at, over the Atlanta Thrashers or the you know, even the oh. even the Nashville we Predators. We don't want to watch Atlanta. Oh no, they're in Winnipeg now. That's that's how yeah. much people enjoy watching Atlanta. Yep, they're the Jets again. <laughs> um. Just uh, for the record, in case you guys didn't see it, I retweeted it earlier. But uh, as most of you probably realize, Daniel Tosh is a Dolphins fan. And uh, his uh, his uh, tweet earlier was, I should sue the NFL for all my concussions. 30 years of banging my head against the wall watching the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just thought good. that was good. So... <laughs> Kind of bringing it back to football, yeah, I mean, it's, it's May. It's insanely early. We don't know which rookies will have the biggest impact and so on and so forth. But what would you say the Dolphins' record will be this season? Um, my homerism tells me that they're going to be, I'll say, 9-7 and seven and in the playoff chase. Um, trying to be realistic, I could see seven and nine, eight and eight. Hmm. I'd probably yeah, I'd probably go in that range too. Finster nice. says thirteen and three. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I think nine seven sounds good. I think that. Uh, Right, right out of the gate, I think that this team is going to look a lot better on offense. I, I know that sounds uh, – I, I don't think it's the obvious saying something like that because, I mean, I don't know if it could have looked any worse than it did when Sperano was here. <laughs> but Hey, and plus we get to play Sperano twice. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I hope that team is just terrible. Um, they just come out and they're like, we believe in Sanchez, and they throw up like eight interceptions this first game. Yeah, well, we believe in them too. So <laughs> I think nine and seven is a, a safe number, though. I think that this team is going to assimilate into the uh, the modern NFL, you know, fast, uh, just a real, real breakneck speed or spread out offense. Uh, I think it's going to be effective. I, the thing I'm most curious about, actually, though is how the defense looks with the with the new coordinator in there. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, the defense is going to be interesting because everybody was in love with um, what Nolan did. And so to bring in Coyle now, and we'll see, completely changed the defense. But it was a good defense to begin with. So should be interesting. I wasn't a big uh, fan of what Nolan he, did. I thought that our secondary was way overlooked. When, when hey, that James, guy was in if there. You're, uh, James, if you're not uh, if you're not paying attention to the threat, there's a 
Josh Hamilton conversation getting ready to bust out in there. Yeah, I'm I'm on it. <laughs> okay. And Chicago almost made a comeback. Philly just won 79-78 to uh, advance in the NBA playoffs. In case you guys were curious, I was hoping Chicago was going to come back. But they didn't. Yeah, Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Keith. Yeah. I had pretty much a lot. You know what? I didn't have a lot of a lot of hope in how things were going this season. So, but I mean, look, speaking of self-inflicted wounds, those guys have done it to themselves. I mean, you, they just ran Derrick Rose into the ground in, in a short season. Yeah. And you saw how how he looked prior to getting hurt in Game One of that Philadelphia series. He, he looked like a mummy. His legs are all bound up and everything. It looked ridiculous. It was like Forrest Gump when he had his leg braces on. <laughs> I was just see they rolled him out there, and I was like, you, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to play him for 40 minutes a game? I wouldn't play him for 40 seconds. So, I mean, they, it was just a snake bit year, but, you know, I talk about a team that needs to add a lot of offense and stop making rows do everything. <clears throat> That's it. I'm done. We're good. Okay. Um, guys, please call in. Seriously, call in 347-326-9461. The doldrums, no phone hurts. Yeah. Did you see the uh, post that I did today about, or the it was a fan shot I did, about uh, the Dolphins' salary cap and what the rookies do to the salary cap once they're signed? Mm, I feel like I saw something on this, but I, I can't Basically. Ben Boleyn from the uh, Palm Beach Post wrote an article, and he broke it down exceptionally. Basically, because the way the rookie or the uh, off-season salary cap works, only the top 51 contracts count towards the salary cap. So even though the team can have up to 90 players, only the top 51 count. So when you look at the way the – uh, rookie wage scale works now. That means that Tannehill, Martin, and Vernon are going to count against the salary cap. Everybody after Vernon won't. They won't make it into that top 51. So they will all be signed underneath the salary cap at this point. Then once they officially make the squad, every rookie that makes the squad will end up replacing somebody that's in that top 51. So really signing the rookies has absolutely no bearing on the salary cap right now. And once the season gets closer and we start cutting players, the rookies being signed actually gives us salary cap space. What do you think of the, uh, the numbers that were given to some of the rookies? I don't know if they're going to stick, but I mean, everyone always wants to see who's going to be wearing what number. I have to say I was pretty pleased. I was afraid that uh, Martin was going to get the, the Columbo stink on him with that number yeah. 71. At first I was like, yeah, get rid of that. Yeah, that's like uh, like a dude in the knee deciding to be number 19. Uh, third time's a charm with that one. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I like the night. So I thought that was a... We haven't really talked about him, but I, think, I always thought Nene was a, a pretty strong guy, strong player when he was in San Diego. So. 
Hey, look at that. I request people to call in, and we start getting calls. It's amazing. First one up is Finster. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. You want to talk about the uh, record? Well, yeah. Well, actually, how the record isn't really as important as um, progress on the team. Uh, because oh, yeah. we're going to be we're going to be starting from ground zero. We're starting from scratch. I mean, we're not retooling what we were doing before, as has been done in the past. This is from the ground up, rechanging yep. the entire team on both sides of the ball. You know, this is completely new schemes on both sides of the ball. We're going to be asking our offensive linemen to play in different schemes than they did previously. We're going to be asking our defense to play in different scheme than they did and asking some people to move and kind of play different positions. Our defensive coordinator is, uh, you know, defensive coordinator for the first time, uh, head coach, uh, you know, head coach for the first time. So these guys are going to, you know, have some growing pains like, you know, everybody does. And yep. considering it's like such, you know, from the ground up, isn't it just like seeing the team kind of improve from the beginning of the year to the end of the year that's more important than the the record, you know? Yeah, it's probably. probably the other one gets I mean, more to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All we can and do in is the long it. run. In the long run, I'm not I'm not looking for a playoff run. I'm not looking for a Super Bowl this year. I'm looking for exactly what you said. Come out and look good. I just look good. I mean, make your mistakes. Even if we start Tannehill week one, make your mistakes. I'm okay with that. I understand it. But learn from your mistakes in week one and don't do them again in week two. Learn from your week two mistakes and don't do them again in week three. Right, at least, you know, attempt to do those things. Because, right. like I said, I mean, it's just built. You just want to see the progress, you know, this like what you're saying, except for, through the season. Because it may yeah. be a rough start. Uh, considering yep. everything that we're changing, it might be. I mean, you know, you just never know because of how much we're actually changing, which is, you know, everything. I mean, yeah. really everything, and we're asking people to play in different positions, and we're going to have coaches in that haven't been coaches in those positions before, so there could be some struggles. But if it's a progression and you see the team progress and get better throughout the season, I think that's what's important. Because I am hearing quite a few people that are floating in the playoff range, and I just think that is really unrealistic. I'm not saying it's impossible, though. I mean, you know, it could, anything yeah. can happen. But I'm just not saying yeah. it's, it's something to like actually look like is is a, as a possibility because there's got to be some struggles. There's got to be some struggles, you know. I mean, it's like along the offensive line with this uh, with the zone blocking. It's a little more complicated than what we were playing before, which is there's a guy in front of you, hit him in the face. You know, yeah. this is and, okay. Uh, what read is this, and, and who do I pick up? So there's going to be some free guys coming. <laughs> you know, it's going to. It's going to happen, you know what I mean? And that's going to be early. And what we want to see is that disappear as we go along, as you said. And unfortunately, we don't have our uh, or the uh, Jets punt protector to put in there. That uh, What's his name? Um, Tebow? Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, yeah. I think we've been looking at the dead on right before. Hey, I was on the way. Yeah. I was actually on the way home in the car. Just you mentioned Tebow, and I was just uh, they are interviewing <laughs> him 
up here about whether he expects to be the backup or if he thinks he's going to compete, you know, to be the starter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he uh, he said, well, you know, I know everybody expects me to be the, the backup, but he goes, I want to play. So, yep. you know, he thinks he's <laughs> playing and pretty good. And I saw today they, they were interviewing Sanchez about that answer. And uh, Sanchez says, yeah, of course he wants to play. We Everybody wants to play. Everybody should want to be the starter. It's great. But he just, I mean, for, he is first a backup quarterback. And then secondly, we'll use him in other places. And it's like, whoa, Sanchez actually kind of got um, a little bit ballsy there. Yeah, yeah. you know what? Yeah. Though, Tebow is going to get his chance. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, very much. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think there's any way in hell that Sanchez is going to get through this entire year and not have not have a point where Tivo is a streamer. Where he struggles a little bit. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. He can't go, you know, what, four quarters without struggling some, you know. I mean, and the yeah. pressure mounts, you know, up here especially. And with Tim Tebow and the whole Tebow nation that will be hovering right over his, you know, uh, and, weak shoulders, I'm not sure he's going to be able to last. And when you when you look at the fact that – they're already saying he'll have 20 snaps a game. I mean, they're already setting up Sanchez for failure because Tebow's getting I know. 20 snaps. I know. I know. Um, You're, and and with, he, with he makes stuff. magic happen. I mean, I look, I mean, to look, to watch him, I mean, you cringe watching the guy play quarterback position. I mean, really. It's, oh, yeah. like watching, it's like watching throw a guy throw knuckleballs. It's amazing. I mean, but he does have like this knack of making plays happen because he believes in himself so much, I guess, that if, you know, if your defense can hold him long enough and you can yeah, get to the end of the game and be close, you know, he can make a play for you. Yep. He, he, he doesn't let going 0 for 26 on his first 26 <laughs> passes. He doesn't let it get him down. He'll, no. he believes every single pass is going to be completed, no matter what the last 50 passes look like. You know what, though? Uh, with this whole Jets thing, uh, the best thing about it is this, is this whole situation they've got with Tebow and Sanchez is going to require some serious multitasking. And aren't the Jets like the ultimate case of tunnel vision? The, the team that just has not been able to get it together or spread out their right. way of thinking at all. I just think that right. this, is a, this is a horrific fit in a fishbowl. I mean, there's nowhere to hide here. I mean, in hey. – in, as long so, as Tebow can get them, as long as Tebow can get them into field goal range, Tony will be ready to fist pump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Well, he'll get his chance, I'm sure. But hey, thanks a lot, guys. Um, you yep. know, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll talk to you soon. You know. Yeah. Good see you. Calling in. See you around yep, the block. All right. Yep. Take care. Bye. But, you know, well, I do think that we're. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. What's up? Go ahead. I was going to say, I think that our offensive line is actually going to be able to pick up zone blocking uh, at a faster rate than you would see from other teams, mainly because we've got guys who are are built to excel in that sort of sort of scheme anyway. I mean, guys like – that's why you try, draft a guy like Mike Pouncey, because he's athletic yeah. enough to get out there and, and move. That, that's the thing. You need, I, you need the intelligence. And you need the ability to disengage and move. And I mean, that guy does that phenomenally well. I think the interesting one to watch in this is going to be Jake. I mean, I I, I don't doubt he can pick it up. I mean, he's 
smart enough to pick it up. He can he can do it. I'm just not sure, given that, I mean, he's built to be that smack you in the mouth, straight up, take your best pass rusher and just beat him down type guy. And then, with all of his injuries, is he going to be able to move well enough? Um, so, at 100% now. So. Yeah. Uh. So, but let's go ahead and uh, get to what is probably our favorite uh, segments around here is every few weeks when we get to go ahead and welcome Ohio to the show. So, Ohio, how you doing tonight? Hey, I'm real good. Are you there? Yep, we're here. Are you there? Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'm doing well. You know, and uh, let me say that, you know, uh, what is what is the consensus? Are, are we pessimistic or are we optimistic out there? You know, I, I'm of I'm of the optimistic variety. Always have been, always will. And it, I, you know, I get the sense that we got some pessimistic uh, people out there. You know, we're not looking for playoffs. And, and certainly, I you know, and I just you know, I look at how San Francisco. What did they? How many games did they win the year before? They won what four games? And then they not only that, that uh, they were for David Carr. And and you know, yeah. I mean, they just they look like a, a beast of a team. You know, and Maybe I'm just wishful thinking, but you know, the Dolphins did it when when Sproul first got there. They went from worst to first. So you know, I, I am I am optimistic, and you know, looking at you know, just kind of listening to the draft people. You know, they you know the Dolphins kind of, in my opinion, you know, besides Tannehill, just kind of did this under the radar type of drafting where you know nothing too flashy, but it just looks like the pieces are you know can gel. And and where we could put together something, you don't know. We have a softer schedule. I mean, we have some tough games. We got San Francisco on the road. Where you know we got we're opening against Houston, a team we've never beat. You know, but uh, statistically, you know, we're due to beat Houston statistically. You know, I, I mean, it's just, you know, you can't play the same team over and over and over and never beat them. I mean, it just it just doesn't happen. You know, so you know. I'm optimistic, and I just want to squash all the pessimistic people out there and say, hey, man, let, let's get behind them and let's be this. You know, and the other thing that's driving me nuts is uh, if we could start winning some games, man, we'd see less freaking uh, opposing fans in the stadium. I mean, that drives me nuts, man. Let's fill up that stadium with Dolphin fans, you know. Jesus H. Christ already, you know. I mean, I when I'm not sure when that I went there to the, are enough Dolphins fans anymore. No, they're out there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're out there. They start winning. You know, I, I mean, when I ended up in Austin, Texas, just passing through, you know, a guy that never even posts on here, or he has a, he has a name, we met we met out, you know. And then, you know, of course, I, I met up with Kevin. And then uh, a guy that's not from on here, a guy I met in Miami that uh, I got on Facebook that is, you know, called me and said, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're in Austin. Let's get together. There's Dolphin fans everywhere, man, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm telling you, they start winning. You'll start seeing people filling up that stadium, you know, more so than not, I I believe, you know, but, again, you know, maybe I'm a dreamer, you know. No, I I love the optimism. Suppose, let's just think hypothetically for a second and say that the Dolphins come in week one and they beat Houston. A team we've never okay. be, we've never yeah. beaten. Is that like an immediate feather in Philbin's cap? I mean, do we immediately think like, all right, some, something's clearly 
clearly right here. I mean, something that was missing before is in place because Houston's better than they've ever been. That, uh, we were that's why I think so. I don't think it's necessarily well, the fact that we've beat, we finally beat them. I think it's the fact that we beat a really good team that could have been in the Super Bowl last year if not for injuries. And lest we forget, that victory would come on the road. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know every – I'm telling you what, every team, that first home game – I mean, you could be the lowest of the low, but I'm going to tell you what, that first home game, that crowd is amped up. So if they go in there and beat Texas on the road, uh, you know, I mean, that would uh, that would most certainly be a feather in Philbin's cap. And, and you know, Jeff Ireland, you know, I mean, the, the whole Dolphin organization. But, you know, if they don't win, I'm not going to, you know, uh, cash in the season. You know, uh, I just... I want to see some buzz going behind these guys early. I want to see something where they come out and, like, Lamar Miller just shreds them and Agnew is just a matchup nightmare and it's speed, 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 and people are like, all of a sudden, you know, this is a team you have to take seriously. This isn't this isn't a cakewalk on your schedule anymore. This is a team that if, if you're not careful and you don't account for these guys, they're going to hurt you. Well, and the other thing that, I, that I'm ever so hopeful for, and this, this is just me, as long as I've been a football fan, it drives me nuts when we can't get pressure on the quarterback or they shred you in the passing game. You know, so I'd like to see that, that whole defensive unit step up to where we get pressure on the quarterback, you know, we start ball hawking, and, and, and you know, if those guys are going to catch the ball over the middle, they pay a price, you know. And none of this stuff where, you know, a guy a tight end's running – down the field wide open with nobody within 15 yards of them. You know, I mean, I'd really want to see our, our pass defense step up and, uh, you know, do something. You know, I mean, Wake's got that money, so I'm hoping now that he's got some money that he's going to come out there, you know, ready to go and not say, like, uh, you know, and this is a bad example, you know, but Albert Ainsworth, you know, when he got his big, big check in Washington, you know, he just went up there and laid an egg. You know, so uh, and, and certainly those those that's that's not a good comparison, but you know it it has happened where people get their money and then they just don't perform to the level which which you expect them to. So you know that's what I'm looking for from the defense is is, is pressure on the quarterback number one, and if the quarterback does get the ball off, that those uh, DBs are, are they're breaking up those plays or, or you know taking it to man. What I wouldn't give for some pick sixes this year, you know. So. That, that's what I'm looking for is, is the defense to step it up and, and, you know, two things. Defense to step it up and for more Dolphin fans to fill up that damn stadium at home, you know. <laughs> and lest uh, we forget, and, 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 and some awesome tailgating. Awesome tailgating, too, for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I, food, I would drink, and not merriment. Now, so. I just got to – Hey, I'm, I'm tracking. I'm I'm trying right now to uh, watch for when the uh, Texans single game tickets go on sale. Right. I'm 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 considering driving down there. You James, you got to come you with should, me if man. I do. I'll make it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, that sounded real convincing. I'll make it. Yeah, it did. I'll go. I'll go. If I'm in, if I'm in Texas, ask me. Oh yeah, ask me to go. I'll go. <laughs> of course. Don't 
Go ahead, yeah. man. I'd already yeah. have that planned. You can yeah. you can get the ti- you can get the tickets right now off of eBay, also off a of season ticket holder. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. A season ticket holder will No. No. Start uh go get yourself some Betty Crocker uh brownie mix. Uh bake some brownies. Go run through the barracks there in uh where uh Fort what is that called? Fort Killian? Good. Killian, Texas. Fort Hood. Clean, yeah. yeah, go down Fort Hood and have yourself a little Dolphin bake sale and go buy the front row tickets. <laughs> you know, help support my football. Help, help, help support my football fantasy of going and seeing the Dolphins win their first game against the Houston Texans. <laughs> Do you think you could drum up enough money? You think they'd buy them? You know, you, you sell them at what? Ten bucks a brownie? You're there. Oh, rip. <laughs> you know, you buy here, and here's the kicker: you buy my ten dollar brownie, I'll give you a free uh, Dixie cup full of ice cold milk. Hey, hey, be careful! If you throw a kicker out there, the Jaguars might draft him in the third round. Oh, that was a. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna get off the phone, Kevin. I'm telling yep. you, a bake sale. Go sell okay. some brownies, and you'll and you'll be you know you'll buy, you can buy four tickets probably. I it might work. It might work. <laughs> you never know. All right. Hey guys, nice talking to you. Go Dolphins, and uh, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. All right. Yep. Have a good night. Bye bye. I'm kind of worried about uh, Brian, Finhead83, who doesn't want to call in. I don't know why, but um, his wish list for 2012 is a 10 plus win season for Miami, Rookie of the Year for Ryan Tannehill. And a shirtless hug from me. Ah. Wow. I'm kind of worried now. Wow. Get ready to cross uh, off all three of those on your list. <laughs> yeah, not so much. <laughs> I'm happy I can to guarantee, I can guarantee one of those won't happen, and the two Dolphins ones could still. Can it help? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to offer up your services to make uh, Brian's dream come true. So, good. Good, good. Uh, well, I totally lost my train of thought when we were talking about Ohio. Oh, I can get Dolphins tickets right now. <laughs> there you the go. things that I discover. And hey, Walk Talk Radio just emailed me and said my show is getting popular. Wow. Apparently my show is getting popular. I don't know why. If you have all your family members listening. <laughs> it 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 can be scary, yes. Is Jane still here? I don't know. I think uh, she left. Uh, no, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, okay. The fifty yard line row K is six hundred and forty five dollars. The fifty yard line row H is six hundred and twenty six dollars. <laughs> I'm 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 working my way through uh, where I can sit. A lot of brownies. I'm gonna say the 20 yard line row A is 479 dollars on the visitor sideline. You and James can take a little trip. Hmm. Hmm. They're 479 I'm, each, and I have to buy two. I'm hmm. actually looking at Cowboys Cowboys uh, Dolphins tickets right now. For preseason. Oh, yeah, because of the preseason game up there. Yep. Yep. Hmm. 
I'm kind of tempted with these uh these uh row A tickets on the Dolphin sideline. Front row, twenty five yard line visitor side. A thousand dollars. How are we doing on callers? Ouch. Oh wait, we have callers? <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh. don't want to listen to us talk about looking for tickets? <laughs> no, of course. I can't think I'd rather do. Again, it's the doldrums of the off season. <laughs> 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 um, let me see what else I can. Uh, what else I have lined up to talk about? Um, did you see the post about the 2009 uh, draft and the regrade for it? You think C plus, C minus is right? Uh, it wasn't a very good draft, but it it, it, it really wasn't. Good. But I mean, when you look at it, okay, Vontae Davis obviously was a good pick. Mm-hmm. Pat White was not. Sean Smith, the jury's still out. He has moments where he looks great, and then he has moments where he gets beat. Um, Patrick Turner is actually, I mean, he's not anything special, but. He's been decent up to New York. Yeah, um, that's Brian, terrible. Yeah, but <laughs> Brian Hartline is uh, our number one receiver right now. Yeah. John Nalbone was a tight end. Chris Clemens, a safety, still with the team, could be starting. Um, Andrew Gardner and J.D. Folsom in the sixth and seventh round that I'm not really worried about. He's still out. Smith, uh, yeah, still left here to extend. I think Hartline will be better this year. Uh, I think Davis will be better this year. So I mean, I mean, you have some potentially good players in that draft. But the, let's let's be honest, the Pat White and Patrick Turner picks just absolutely spoiled yeah. that thing. Yeah, Pat White. No matter what, I don't care if it, if Vontae Davis and Sean Smith do become the best tandem in the NFL, like they thought they would last year. Obviously. Pat White is just going to ruin that draft forever. Yeah, when, I, I'm excited to see what what Smith can do in this in this new defense. I just hope they I mean they use him properly. Uh, it was a punter pin hit, I know. Oh, we already talked about that. And, I mean, James did point out immediately when that happened. He was like, "It makes sense. I mean, Penny is a quarterback. They're going to have to punt." Yeah. Yep. The two things they need: a field goal kicker and a punter. Oh. I love the justification when they took that punter too, and they're like, "Well, at the Senior Bowl, it did sound pretty cool when he was kicking the ball." <laughs> My favorite part of it was, and if you want to write about him, you need to write that he's an exceptional holder on point after attempts. <laughs> yeah, right. Really? You should. I, you oh. should. Ted Jr.'s entire family is no longer the worst explanation ever. <laughs> it's not even about coffin corner kicks or anything. It's purely, man, you should have heard him kick that ball. Oh, do we have a treat tonight? James, I am so happy. <laughs> Beaver, welcome to the show. Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, not much. How are you? That sounds cool. 
<clears throat> I just have a couple of questions tonight. Uh, maybe we can get them out of the way right away. Um, will the three days come back? No. <laughs> All right, that's one gone. Okay. Um, how about uh, the characteristics of a great player after being drafted? Uh, I know we don't have a J.J. Watt on the team or an Alden Smith or on the defensive side of Patrick Peterson, but can we figure out something? Uh, is there any uh, is there any mathematics like, or how do you figure out who's great, and when do you find out? Is it in school? <laughs> oh, oh my God! I I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer it. it you just know? Is that a good answer? No. Okay. Doesn't like get smarter from this conversation. This is incredible. <laughs> what? Is it me? What am I doing? I'm messing up. No, I no no. I like it. Okay. Um, twist my arm harder. I don't know. Should I be doing something else? Uh, I guess we can go on to the to the last question. Seeing how those were uh, taken care of real real tight. Uh, Tony <clears throat> Tony, our coach, our 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 lost coach to the Jets of all things. <laughs> uh, was there was there any way that we could have? Um, maybe got a, a little more nasty out of him because uh, I, I mean everybody had a consensus he's a he's a real nice guy i mean he never asked us one time to have a uh, a bounty um, to kill um, <laughs> or take out maim anybody uh is that why all the all of his uh, uh players said he was a good guy i think that i think what made him a good guy was the persona he showed us because there were stories and there were times that reporters would talk about the fact that the locker room was closed for an extended period of time and you could hear Tony in there going, getting mad and screaming at people, but he never showed that to us. He never showed that to the public. He was always, he took it. He never called out a player. And you're right, maybe he needed to have a little bit more of the I'm going to stand up and call you out and make you want to play harder type mentality. I don't know if that would have worked or not, but that, that's, that's probably where that comes from, is that he was a good guy, but it didn't work for the team. The team wanted to play hard for him, but the team couldn't play to the level they should have played to. I thought you were going to say that people get Appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, hey, guys, take it easy, and I'm out. Steve, thanks for calling in. What are you saying, Keith? Uh, I thought you were going to say that people could hear him, like, gently gently sobbing in the locker room or whatever. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm gently well, – my guitar gently weeps. What? <laughs> yeah, right. he's like he's just in there crying. Um, I'm trying to figure out that second question or that second question he asked about the the wow. J. Watt and the Alden Smith because I feel like I wasn't smart enough to comprehend that. But I mean, is he saying is there a mathematical equation we use to determine if we have that level of talent on this roster or? Yeah, I think so. Yes. And I don't, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just I feel like that's an eye test. That's something where you have to. I mean, we you watched JJ Watt play last year. I mean, the guy was ridiculous, and the same goes for Alden Smith. I mean, I don't I don't know if you 
didn't needed to to quantify what those guys were doing. I mean, obviously Alden Smith collected a, a load of sacks and everything, but I mean, you just you watched Watt play, and I mean, I think you're right. Is. I think it goes. I think it goes back to the um, senator, whoever it was, that I can't remember now, but his definition of what is porn. I can't tell you what it is, but I know it when I see it. Really, Kevin? That's yes. <laughs> yes, but it's true. That's, that's it, it's, it's true. How long you is it? What is porn? Is that what you said? What is porn? Yeah. I can't. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. I really, yeah. I can define it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty easy to define. But, but it. Uh, it's a valid point, especially when it comes to a great player. I, would how do you, agree. I mean, how do you how do you define that Dan Marino was a great quarterback? Do you just go by the fact that he threw for eight trillion yards, or is it his leadership behind center? Because I don't know. I mean, a great leader that can't throw is that better than a great thrower who can't lead? Chad Henney can huh. throw the ball all day long. Didn't get us very I think far. For an intellectual type like uh, like Beeb, I, I know what he's getting at, and uh, there's there's something to be said for being able to quantify certain aspects of the game. I think we see this in basketball now when they try to figure the the MVP each year, and they factor in just a, an unbelievable amount of of stat situations. I mean, you name it. I but with but just watching last year, I mean, even if you even if he hadn't collected any sacks, any interceptions, any pick sixes, I mean, you knew that guy was going to be a star. I mean, he's almost impossible to single block. Uh, for for being a, a five technique in the three four, the guy is just unbelievably disruptive. Disruptive five techniques of the Rick Havoc are few and far between. That is extremely rare. Yeah, and he did it. And I mean, from what, what I can tell, he's going to get better at it. Okay, guys are supposed to oh. occupy occupy blocks, uh, annihilate the run, uh, and pretty much assist uh, the win at the point of contact. But I mean, you don't see a lot of a lot of uh, five techniques who can really get in the the backfield, put in a wall the quarterback. You, you know, uh, just drop a running back in his tracks, that kind of thing. And Watt does all that. Um, random things on Twitter right now. Um, apparently, Plexico Burris has come out saying that he wouldn't mind playing for the Dolphins, Raiders, or Panthers. Um, oh. Apparently, Michael Egnew, third-round tight end pick, just got engaged. Yeah. Congratulations to him. Did you say he has something in common? He and I have something. We're both engaged. Oh, I was going to say, did you just get engaged? I thought you were already engaged. No, I've been engaged in New Year's Eve. Don't okay. play it down like it's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations there. Are you happy? No. And um, AFC East touchdown leaders from last year. The Dolphins had Reggie Bush with seven. The Bills had Stevie Johnson with seven. The Jets had Plaxico and Holmes with eight each. And the Patriots had Gronkowski with 18. Ouch. Yeah, seven, seven, eight, 
and 18. I can tell you what, I had, uh, I, I, I'm not going to bore people with uh, the story of my, my 2011 fantasy team, but let's just say that I might have traded Drew Brees before the season started uh, and managed to still get through the season, make the playoffs, and get to the championship. And, and beat the kid who had Drew Brees purely because <laughs> I had Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and Tim Tebow. Tebow. Yeah. He's the way to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was it was wrong. You, you trade Drew Brees in a season like that, you should pay. You should have to pay for it. And I yeah. was not, yeah. I was not held uh, responsible for that. But, oh, Finhead, we know you have your ball and chain. He's saying, "Don't do it, don't do it." Ball and chain, ball and chain. We know you have your ball and chain. Some of us have marriages that don't make us not use the phone. No, yeah, she left me calling, so we're good. <laughs> and, and Finhead does have a great point. He says, uh, strange thing, it seems like every week Kevin is saying he's starting to have concerns about Finhead. When does he no longer have concerns and just accept the genius? Uh, I probably should just stop starting to have concerns and just always be concerned about him. I wouldn't say genius. I was thinking more grotesque beast. Uh, oh, and the massive thunderstorm that was west of me seems to have just gotten over me. It's headed this way, too, isn't it? I don't know. Is it headed north? I don't know how big it is. I just saw. We're supposed to have all kinds of weather tonight. Yeah, we're in your storms, man. Oh, yeah, it's it's just a storm here all night. So, should be fun. Just sitting to the west of me. Um, should I start the uh, Get Mosul to Houston campaign? I need $958, guys. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> the dollar of brownie. <laughs> but, uh, call in, guys. And again, we only have like three minutes left in the show. So, but please Bye. call in. Say again. I can't believe Beaver called it. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm honored. So happy. We had Ohio and Beaver on in the show. And Finster. I mean Wait, that was Finster? I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. <laughs> we we had we had a massive show today. And we didn't talk about anything. <laughs> Yeah, we had all the heavy hitters on today. Oh my! I had no, I had no idea that you should have called him Uncle Finster. Oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, because I, I thought you just said, I don't know. I, I don't even really listen when you when you mention their names because it's so hard to piece together who which screen name goes to which person. Yeah. But I had no idea. So I was uh, to talk about it before we get off the air. Did you guys? run through the odds for the Dolphins this week or today for all no. the first 16 weeks. I um, did not. Uh, it was released yesterday because apparently there's a rush of people trying to get in their bets before week one, four months from now. So uh, Cantor Gaming, they operate several of the biggest sports books. They released their initial odds for the first 16 weeks of the season, they don't hit week 17 simply because they can't predict who's going to 
be sitting out and who's going to be resting players and all that kind of stuff. But week one, they favor the Texans by six and a half. Um, week two and week three, we're actually favored three and a half over the Raiders and then one over the Jets. Uh, week four and week five, we're on the road, both those games, both two and a half point underdogs to the Cardinals and then the Bengals. And week six, we're four and a half point favorites over the Rams, which gets us to the bye. So we're favored in three of the first six games. Hmm. So, I, it, it looks like going through the rest of it, it looks pretty fair. Um, if we're home, we're favored, except for the Patriots game. Um, and if we are on the road, we're the underdog, except for the Colts game. I think yeah. that's right. I should hope so. We're we're only one point favorites on the Colts right now. What? Just throw that out there. Well, um, you yeah. don't even know if Andrew Luck's going to be going to be around after the Bears get done with him Week One. So let's not jump to conclusions there. We, when you work it out, we come out favored in eight of the first fifteen games. So we we'll be sitting at eight and seven heading into the game at New England in Week Seventeen. If we hold true to this. But um, biggest underdog point spread for us is week 14 at San Francisco. We're seven-point underdogs. And then week 13 and week one, the six-and-a-half-point underdogs. Week one to the Texans, week 13 hosting the Patriots. And then our biggest favored odds are uh, week 15 – hosting the Jaguars were seven-and-a-half-point favorites. See, I feel like we're due to beat the Patriots in Miami. I think so. It's been a I don't while. know if it'll yeah, happen, think, but, yeah, we're due. Well, we beat them, what was the last time, 2009, I think? We beat them yeah, down in Miami. That's right. So, uh, yeah, we, we're due. I remember once upon a time, Tom Brady had a real hard time playing in that place. So I'm hoping yeah. they come. They will once we start packing the stadium like Ohio wants. Yeah, and then uh, Vernon gets out there with uh, with Wake and rips him piece by piece. That would be nice. Yeah, I know. But, I dare to but there's no bounty on him. Absolutely not, no. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he's a dot player. Yeah, that was weird, too. We should just say check the, the head. Touch the, the jet- head. Dot players, but they don't bounty them. Yeah, they 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 dot players and then affect the head. Right, right. So it's okay. But sorry, that's on me. There is no tweet to go with that. So um, yeah, yeah, that's our tweet sound and I apparently hit it (laughs) so my apologies Um, I don't know why there's a tweet going on I don't have anything to share from Twitter right now I should have used it earlier when I had the things to share from Twitter there you go um, yeah I'm running through right now ROI can be great Finster I agree um, 
Jason Scott, if you want to call in, call in now. I'll hold the show just for you. And yes, Finster, we were just attacked by a bird. <laughs> it is what it sounds like. Uh, sounds like a like a bird or a pterodactyl or something. <laughs> Don't know why we were attacked by a bird, but apparently we were attacked by a bird. Um, it's an interesting article which uh, has some good points over on SB Nation right now on the dot com side. Um, I'll fan shot it. After the show, uh, it looks at a study of the NFL player mortality rates um, and compares them to the rest of society, and it's it's interesting. Um, it looks mostly at cardiovascular disease, and there's supposed to be a um, neurological study coming soon. But it, it's it's really interesting. Um, the author of the uh, post actually gets to talk to the doctor that is doing this study. So it, it actually has some good points in it. Um, it's kind of interesting. So if, uh, if you guys want to read it, it's long. I mean, it's a good long article. But has some good points in there. It does go into looking at mental health and how it can um, be affected by what's going on in the NFL and all that kind of stuff. So I will fan shop that shortly. Um, and Jason, is this you? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks. So, uh, much. Uh, just calling in. Been wanting to call you guys for a while, and I'm always seems like I'm always worn out this time. You know, this time of the week, but I'm actually awake at this time. Oh, good. I'm uh, I'm glad you're uh, you're you're able to join us. <laughs> Apparently. It says we were uh, didn't really have anything to bring up. Um, <laughs> I, like, I, like I was saying before in the chat, I think if Tannehill goes 3-13, but we wind up with a franchise quarterback, we're, we're ahead of the game. I'd be more happy with that than, than 2008 when we had an 11-5 season and no franchise quarterback. So, yeah, that's just my Unfortunately, main thing right now, you know. Yeah, unfortunately, Pennington got hurt the next year because I think he would have been able to keep leading us decently. Oh yeah, yeah, but, totally. But you know, yep, we knew he was kind of yeah on his last leg, and you know, he was. But, um, but. second thing is, uh, I, I I've been arguing with people all week about TFS and. What I think of their <laughs> their stats, but um, yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot of whole lot we can get into there, but um, yeah. Are you still there? Did we go dead? 
Hey, I'm back. I don't know what just happened. The board just went crazy. I think we just lost the game. I went on hold for some reason and couldn't come back live. So I don't know what happened there. So I could hear you. I just couldn't talk. Okay. Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. Okay. Um, So... Jason? I think we lost Jason. Yeah. I said keep going through. Well, unfortunately, I guess since we lost Jason, um, that's probably the show for the night. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for putting up with us, guys. It, uh, it was kind of a difficult show simply because there was not a whole lot to talk about. Um, we pretty much uh, talked about the mini camp on the site, so that wasn't even really worth anything. So I don't know. Um, you got anything else to bring up? No, I think we'll just talk about whatever next time. Okay. Guys, thank you very much for calling in. Ohio, uh, Jason, Beef, Finster. If I missed somebody, I'm sorry. Thank you all for calling in. Uh, James, I'm sorry you got dropped, but thanks for doing what you do on the, on the show. And You're welcome. Thank you very much for uh, <laughs> taking part. And uh, just remember that marriage is punishment for shoplifting in some countries. Good night. I don't know what that means. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. My name is Spencer Hall. My name is Jason Kirk. My name is Ryan Nanny. And when we combine, we form the, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast. I keep telling you, we're not Fultron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations. Bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.
most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.